Welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast. A podcast for those who bleed orange and blue. This one's for John. Produced locally in Denver, Colorado. Now, here's your hosts, Rachel Strand and Dalton Coble. Hello, Broncos country, and welcome to the Broncos Binge Podcast, the Denver Broncos podcast made by fans for fans. I am your host, Rachel Strand, and I am also here with my co-host, Dalton Coble. Here we are again after another Broncos loss, and we are still trying to make a podcast around a losing football team. Uh, We appreciate those for sticking there with us and hanging in with us, so... Our hope is that the team will eventually get better and this podcast will be a little bit more enjoyable because, I mean, podcasts about losing football teams are not ideal or fun to listen to, but thank you for sticking around with us. But before we start our virtual therapy session slash post-Broncos loss podcast, let's update on some injuries. Running back Javante Williams provided an update on his season-ending ACL tear that he suffered early in the season. Williams said that his injury recovery is going well and that he is no longer on crutches. His rehab is going well, and he's trying to get back on the field as quickly as possible. Wide receiver Cortland Sutton is considered day-to-day with a hamstring injury that he suffered in the game versus the Ravens. Okay, so Dalton. Another game where the Broncos had a golden opportunity in front of them with Lamar Jackson leaving the game due to injury, and we still found a way to lose it. How you feeling? I can't put it into words right now. I don't think any of us can. Russell Wilson got outdueled by Tyler Huntley. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's crazy to me. Now that's because, I'll be real, I fully believe that the Ravens aren't as good as what people think or i don't know what people think about the ravens to be honest maybe people don't think of the ravens as anything especially without lamar i think they're Mm -hmm. overhyped and thing is when lamar was 100 yeah when lamar was in the game we sacked him a couple times but which is kind of crazy for such an elusive quarterback like himself i was like huh maybe we have a chance but you know i need to stop thinking that we ever have chances so um, no, I, I saw it. I saw it coming because our defense was playing really good. And uh, did you see the crazy stat line where the Broncos did not enter the Ravens red zone at all? Oh, God. And I love B-Money Mac. B-Money Mac played a phenomenal for the, us this game. Except B-Money for Mac just... when it came down to the game winning no, field goal. Let's, that's that was a 63-yarder. Let's just be real with ourselves and yeah. realize that B-Money doesn't have that leg. He's got the... He's automatic from like 50, 55 on. Like, even, like accurate dude. You just won't be able to nail it. I and, mean, maybe if we were at altitude, he could have hit it, but... Maybe, but he got, he got pretty close, I say. Closer than I thought. But um, that last drive looked a little better, but low-key, the starting lineup looks nothing like what we would have imagined it looks like right now. Uh, I don't even think there's a single starter, like, playing other than maybe Dalton Reisner. And Cortland? Cortland's hurt now. Jerry was hurt. Um, uh, Javante's out. Who else? Um, That's hard, because I know, like, the offensive line is strictly made up of, uh, like, second and third stringers, even fourth stringers. So are wide receivers now. Yeah. And then KJ Ham. Yeah. Except for Greg Dulcich. Isn't it ironic that kind of our best performing unit has low key been our tight ends? <laughs> like, it's Greg- just Greg Dulcich. I know. He provided some necessary juice when he came He looks really back. good. Yeah, he does. 
we're putting this season behind us. I don't think we're winning another game. I don't even think we're going to beat the Baker Mayfield led Rams. I'm not even, I don't even know if I'm going to put that game on because it's Christmas Day. I don't want to have my Christmas ruined. Fun fact, that game is actually being simulcast on Nickelodeon with slime and all that other fun stuff for kids. And honestly, why why would you subject your kids to that? That's got to be some form of abuse, right? Making them watch a Broncos game. But like, going back to the Ravens game, for a majority of the game, like despite the lackluster offensive performance, the Broncos somehow had the lead. And this, again, was a time, like, late in the game, the defense, which was once hailed as being the best in the league, choked away a game-winning drive to the Ravens' backup quarterback. Like, obviously, I think one of the top defenses right now has got to be maybe, I think it's the 49ers right now, but the Broncos are slipping. They're slipping fast, and that might be due to injury or the fact that they've just simply given up, but, like... I don't think they're as good as we thought they were, and it's starting to bite us in the butt, and we're starting to realize that. Now that scares me. We'll talk about that later with the upcoming matchup against the Chiefs, but I don't know. I might get some heat for that, saying that. You might, but it may not be warranted because... I'm questioning it, but I just think that it's just the defense is on the field too much. Like, Yeah. And there's also injuries, like... The only cornerbacks have been kind of shredded, low key. Uh, Ronald Darby was gone. Kaywan Williams was gone. Uh, we had Damari Mathis, and like then he he got hurt, I think. And then we were like, oh. And then Justin Simmons got hurt for a couple weeks. Randy Gregory's still out. Bradley yeah. Chubb was sent to Miami. When are we gonna get Ch- uh, Gregory back? Because we kind of we're kind of missing him. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy with what Is Jonathan. Is it worth bringing him back? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with what Jonathan Cooper and Baron Browning are doing, but for what we signed him for, I'd like to see him on the field a little bit more. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to ask you a question. Yes. And this goes with, we're giving up on this season completely. I gave up weeks no. ago, but yes. Yeah, yeah, you did. I know you did. I did too, but I didn't want to admit it. Anyways, since we've given up completely, and we're probably going to get the Se- give the Seahawks a top five draft pick, what offseason moves can we do to make our make ourselves get more cap space or more draft picks or a better player? I doubt that's a possibility. Um, honestly, I don't know. I think regardless of how this season goes, we are screwed for the offseason. Thankfully, with the Chubb trade, we managed to get a first round pick out of that, so that's some bit of help. But the 49ers, I mean, they just recently lost Jimmy G to potentially the season. He might come back in the playoffs, but our first round pick is dependent on how they do. And so far, they're a pretty decent team. I think we'd probably get realistically anything 18 and above in the first round. And by above, I mean 18, 19, 20 above. But I don't know. It's it's going to be a rough off season. Um kind of I saw this TikTok actually where someone gave their bold takes of which quarterbacks going to be where next season and I know this is kind of wacky to think about but it said Russell Wilson to the Jets <laughs> and I was like wait a second first of all I don't think the Jets would be dumb enough to trade for Wilson given his current contract I mean maybe if they're desperate 
I think maybe they'll ride with Mike White. Obviously, Zach Wilson is not the guy. I thought that coming out of BYU, he just, I, he was not the guy. And I'm glad we never even got anywhere near that. I just have never been a fan of him. But is it, is it too crazy? Like, is it too early for me to be saying I'm worried about our future with Russell Wilson and not even worried, but like, I'm not optimistic and I just don't see it working out. Like, the more I see him play, the more worried I get that we got fleeced by the Seahawks and that he's just not that guy anymore. Yeah, that is a scary thought, but that's like admitting to like the worst of the worst. There's no coming back from that. I know. But who? I don't think anyone would be dumb enough to take him. I really don't. I don't think anybody would be desperate enough because then we'd be left to either relying on him to hopefully retire or we just thing is it's too much of a contract for us just to waive him because then we're still paying him all that money so we are really screwed and sometimes you might just have to eat it yeah it's just a really big stain on george payton's resume and i'm a fan of his he does a good job when it comes to drafting but even before we saw wilson play i was a little baffled by the contract extension because he hadn't played a single down for us i'm 99 percent sure nathaniel hackett's gone after this season yeah he's probably not gonna survive people keep trying to hype this up i'm not terribly sure why i'm not mad at it i just i don't know people want us to hire dan quinn no people just keep putting dan quinn in our name no why i w- i literally was a no on him when he was considered before hackett was hired because i mean did you see what he did in atlanta <laughs> i yeah he there brought was them some... to a super bowl but how many times did they choke in the like the big games yeah and that's fair i don't know it sure there might be a tie there between him hit Dan Quinn's time in Seattle when he was I think it was the defensive coordinator there or something like that but regardless I just have not been a fan of that hire or the thought of us potentially hiring him um I still think the Cowboys are like regular season heroes and then they just absolutely crumble and shit the bed in the playoffs and I I don't know. I don't really want to touch anything that they produce. Like, I'm kind of hesitant on what's his name. I think it's Kellen Moore. I'm kind of hesitant on that. It's, it's weird. It's weird to see what the potential head coaching candidates for us will be. I think if we're sitting here thinking about it realistically, I think the Broncos will probably consider Frank Reich. He'll be brought in for an interview. Yeah. Oof. That's scary. Um, I can't tell because I like it, but I don't like it because I don't think it was his fault that he had Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and then dead Matt Ryan. Yeah. What was he supposed to do? Yeah. I I don't really blame him. So I guess guess Frank Reich would definitely be an upgrade over Hackett at the moment. And he's got the coaching experience to not make stupid mistakes like Hackett's been doing. So 
I don't know. And I've addressed this before in previous podcasts, but Sean Payton is not available to all the fans that have suggested it. He is still under contract with the Saints. And if we wanted him that badly, we would have to trade for him and put together some trade package. And we have nothing right now. So um, I think he's under contract with them for like another year or so. So unless you want to endure another year of Nathaniel Hackett and then go all all in for Sean Payton, that's what would have to happen. But he's under contract with them for at least another year. So Dalton, who who would be some potential head coaching candidates for teams to look at next season? Well, this list is only really defensive coordinated, coordinated oriented. We have Dan Quinn, obviously on there. Jonathan Gannon, who is the Eagles defensive coordinator. Uh, the number one pick is Miko Ryans, who is the second year defensive coordinator of the 49ers. And then people are also putting Brian Flores, who, I don't know, because yeah, I don't think he sh- should have gotten fired for what he gotten fired for, but I don't know what he, what type of head coach he actually is. It was, I think it was too early to tell, but it didn't look bad. Uh, obviously, people will throw Eric Bieniemy in there because he's the Chiefs offensive coordinator and has been for many years, it seems. And Jim Harbaugh keeps getting thrown into the NFL, but I don't think that will ever happen again, unless by God means something crazy happens. <laughs> and then Frank Reich. As somebody who has family in Michigan and is a big fan of Michigan football, go blue. Um, yeah, I think Jim Harbaugh might stick in Michigan, especially if they do well in the college football playoff. Um, he's been he's been working too hard on that on that college team. Yeah, and they're they're on fire right now. So if they have some they success. Are. He's probably going to stay, and he's got a big contract with them right now, so he might as well stay. And um, speaking real quick along the college football line, I'm super excited for the University of Colorado and their hire of Deion Sanders. I'm like 15 minutes south of CU Boulder. My mom's an alumni of CU. I'm super excited for that. I'm super excited to see what kind of players he's going to be able to bring in through the transfer portal and all the rec- all the recruits he's going to be able to get. So that's going to be fun, and I hope to see, see you back on the map and playing dominant football again. And they hired Mike Zimmer as their defensive coordinator, too, uh, which know. is awesome up now. They're bringing in hella people. It's going to be they're, honestly they're going to be fun to watch. The more I look at these lists, there are rarely there is not a lot of offensive coordinators on here. I'm going to be real with you, Rachel. Yeah, um, we're there's in trouble. A, they have the great Brian Leftwich, who oh my Byron. god. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Byron, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Yeah, yeah I'm no, gonna pass I don't on want that. Him. I'm gonna pass on that. Uh, there's um, Mike, Mike Kafka, who's the Giants' offensive coordinator. I think I'm gonna pass on that too. I think uh, Brian um, Dable um, is responsible for the Giants, not his offensive and coordinator. There's Ken Dorsey, who's the first-year Buffalo offensive coordinator. I don't trust a first-year offensive coordinator anymore. <laughs> not even a second-year offensive coordinator. I trust nobody. <laughs> yeah, and, and then there's Kellen Moore, who is I think the Cowboys offensive coordinator he deserves a shot though he'll get his shot one day 
Yeah. He, he's the one because he's been the offensive coordinator since 2019, which is a really long time. Yeah, I'm a fan of Mike McDaniel in uh, Miami. He's a funny dude. He's just a little nerdy. He really is. Quirky dude. He's Kyle so Shanahan. That was the yeah. Kyle Shanahan tree. Yep. And for some reason, the Broncos and Joe Ellis decided to stay as far away from that as possible. Hey, 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 and look hey, where hey, we hey, are hey, now. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, can I say something? Go this ahead. is going to be a crazy, it's going to be a crazy take because um, I believe we have the worst Super Bowl hangover in history no i think that belongs to the rams right now no that's what i said you didn't let me finish the rams are gonna have a much more super bowl hangover that's that's like 10 times worse than ours i bet it's we're gonna i feel like we're gonna feel bad for the rams eventually we're gonna be like oh oh yeah it's starting to crumble for them sean mcveigh's gonna retire in a couple years he's gonna come out of retirement and play for (laughs) us or coach for us yeah, the thing is, his entire, Sean McVay's entire career is dependent upon, like, the core three players there, which is Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's probably going to retire in the next year or so. Matthew Stafford is falling apart and getting serious injuries, and his wife is probably going to make him retire, because some of the injuries he's had are pretty scary. I think it was, like, a spinal contusion that he's out for the rest of this season, so that's scary stuff, so he's kind of fallen apart. Um Cooper Cup is hurt, so he might, I could see him, you know, I know he just got a contract extension, but, like, he could go find success on another team if they start having a fire sale, but, yeah, the Rams are going to start falling apart pretty badly here soon, so. They were, like, a one-year wonder, like, in terms of getting a Super Bowl, so, yeah, sucks to be them, but also sucks to be us. If you had to trade anybody away this offseason, like a star player, to get, like, another draft pick or another high draft pick, who'd it be? Is it bad that I'd say I wouldn't because I'm happy with some of the young core players that we have and uh, yes because we got to figure out something like I th- we already shot ourselves in the foot with the draft pick situation so who knows who could fall to us in the late Ooh. first round that and we haven't kind of us we have a second and a third so i'm not mad do we we have, have I don't think we do. No, I've had somebody contact on. me on Twitter. No, somebody contacted Ooh, me on I'm Twitter wrong. after listening to the podcast and said that, no, we don't have a second round pick. That's how bad this trade package was Ooh, for Wilson. We don't. I lied. We have a first, two thirds, a fourth, a fifth, and a seventh. Oof. Oof. If we had to trade somebody, who'd it be? I'm going to make you pick somebody here. Well, I think, you know, keep. Sertan, build around him, keep Javante Williams, he'll be the bell cow. Baron Browning, Draymond Jones, I'm gonna keep those two. Draymond Jones is pissed off at us for some reason, but um, but then that that's the question comes down to who's got enough value to field a good enough pick, and that's one of these wide receivers. I know it's not gonna be a first, but we could definitely trade away Jerry uh, Judy. Jerry Judy or KJ Hamler. I think we should get rid of KJ Hamler. I'm so Shut sorry. Up. He what? Dude's never on the field. I know. I love him, though, because he's from Pontiac, Michigan, and that's where my dad's family's from. Oh, well. Okay, so moving into the preview of the upcoming game, a game that we all have been dreading for months now. At least I have, and I assume a majority of Broncos country has as well. The Kansas City Chiefs are coming into town, and we are on, like, an 11-plus game losing streak against them, so... I am very glad we got flexed out of prime time because I think it was out of pity and out of mercy. So thank you, NBC, for doing that. We are already embarrassed enough. So thank you. What do you think, Dalton? About this upcoming game against the Chiefs? Yup. 
Oh, is that does that work? Yes. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, because, honestly, that works. Oh, I'm really not looking forward to watching us get blown out. I'm scared. Like it's it 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 could be it could be bad. I mean, he did just lose to Joe Burrow, so he might be a little mad. Like I just don't like. I'm already sad enough. I don't want it to be an ugly game, but like, watch us somehow manage to win, though. Like, could you imagine? No, no, I, no, I, I don't see a feasible <laughs> way. We're still gonna get shut out and swept by the. We're gonna get swept by every single divisional divisional opponent this year. Whoa. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that makes me sad. I'm yeah. Already, I'm already sad. Yeah, in terms of predictions for the game and who to watch, again, with how abysmal this team has been, it's a little hard for me to come up with a prediction or player to watch. I guess... I guess keep an eye on Greg Dulcich, see what he can do, but then I don't want to pick an offensive player considering we've done absolutely nothing offensively. So, uh... I guess, or pass rushers. Let's say keep an eye on the pass rushers. Let's see if we can yes, get some... Yes, good idea, because... Yeah, let's see if we can get some pressure in Pat Mahomes' face. As I'm looking at these mock drafts, because low-key I'm talking while looking at mock drafts, because I want just want to see what people think we're going to draft, everybody's t saying we're going to take an edge rusher. Why? Because Randy Gregory's turning 31. They don't believe in Nick Benito. They don't believe in Jonathan Cooper, and they don't believe in Baron Browning. So they think we need to add another first-round pick at edge rusher. Who's we? Who's they? No, who's they? I don't, just just some just some random mock drafts. Like, they're really early mock drafts, and they're like, oh, Broncos are going to pick edge rusher. Absolutely not. I, I don't think that's the case. I'm pretty sure we're going to pick a tackle or oh, a guard. God. Thing is, George Payton finds value in pass rushers in mid to late rounds, so don't... Exactly. I, I would not put it past him to find someone super valuable. And thing is, don't forget... Don't forget, we have Christopher Allen, who was kind of redshirted this first year, and he had a pretty decent career at Alabama, and he had some injury issues, but I would keep an eye on him. So, don't we have some people stowed away for next season, so we'll see, but I hope we don't use our first Aiden round Stearns. pick. People are also saying we're going to draft a safety, but people, um, Justin Simmons and Caden Stearns were really nice. Caden Stearns looked like that guy before he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, he did. So we can't forget about him. PJ Locks not he's not bad either. He's pretty good. And leave the defense alone. Maybe <laughs> draft some more D linemen and like a middle linebacker. If you if there's a really a freak athletic middle linebacker in the in the late twenties, absolutely take him because I love Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell, but oh my god, all they do is tackle. I get it, but like I wanna see something cool. I wanna see a cool pick. I wanna see like a Bobby Wagner type linebacker or a Roquan Smith but basically <laughs> Danny Trevathan 2.0 yeah why don't you want to take a tackle in the first round though I guess that's just because it's a boring pick but it I don't is know. a boring pick what what else are we supposed to pick the thing is yeah or maybe we'll bring someone in via free agency I don't know it just matters it, it depends on who's gonna, it depends on who's gonna fall to us in the late round my theory is we take a tackle this year or next year, or next next year, whatever year Caleb Williams. People were preaching about the USC Caleb Williams guy. No. I was looking into him. What? No, because he's. Do you see how much he just? Do you see how much he absolutely choked against Utah though? And I was no. not. I was not a fan 
of his little nail escapade like i don't care guys can do their nails that's fine but the fact that he was just like what's his beef with utah because i don't know if you saw that because he wrote f utah on all his nails his fingernails and it it was just kind of poetic justice that utah like kind of smacked usc around but i for something that for some reason that doesn't really sit right with me i don't i don't know well i don't really know many of the players in this draft class or the next one i haven't done my my research into it probably won't and for a while because i really don't know what position we really need to look at uh i'd like another corner maybe people are also like people really love flaming pat like pat sertain and george payton both together for like because george payton's drafted pat sertain over justin fields the whole world's crumbling upon us um i still don't trust justin fields I think he's got a semi-bright future. I think it's going to be kind of dampened by the Bears, and he'll end up finding success somewhere else. But I think the one thing about us passing on Justin Fields that makes me feel good is that we got like an equally to we got like an equally to much better player in Pat Sertan. If we would have absolutely whiffed on that pick, then I would have been feeling much more sour right now. But we got a like a franchise quarterback, so I'm feeling pretty good. But yeah, I kind of wish we still had a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, me too. I really don't know who that quarterback is going to be for us, though, other yeah. than Russell at this point. Um, I I don't think Russell's it for us, and I'm probably going to get some heat for it. And they're going people are going to say, "Oh, it's too early for you to be saying that, Rachel." And yeah, well, that's kind of true. What has he done to prove anything that he is our future? <laughs> so I'm just sad, and it'll be an interesting next couple of years for the Broncos. Hopefully we can see some improvement next season. <laughs> the bar is very low, but hopefully we can get hopefully we can get a little bit more above that bar. What did we do to like have the football gods come down on us this hard? <laughs> Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Broncos Binge Podcast. If you have any comments or suggestions, let us know. We want to make this podcast as fun and enjoyable as possible for our listeners. Once again, I am your host, Rachel Strand. And I'm Dalton Coble. Thanks for listening, and go Broncos! Thank you for listening to the Broncos Binge Podcast. A part of the Mile High Report Podcast Network. Make sure to follow at RachelNFL and NFL Dalton on Twitter for more Broncos news and content.